Hey, we're back. It's Sunday. Um, sorry, I forgot to mention last show that we were doing our picks on Saturday. So if you haven't seen them yet, go over to our YouTube channel. Um, that's where our picks are for the upcoming week in the NFL. Um, it's only like a 20-minute video. You won't... It's not much. So expect this episode to be a little bit shorter because there are no NFL picks in this episode. But um, coming up, we will discuss... A lot about the NFL last week. Um, we're going to talk the new NFL award or NBA awards. My mistake. Um, the yeah. NHL's latest news. Um, we'll also talk the newest coach at Purdue, um, Mister Relevant, and we'll have Tinkle on this. That's all coming up. But Jason, it's time for the takeaways. You're up first. Yeah. So the the NBA, which we already knew, had like you know a bunch of different awards already in place with no you know um players names or anything like that to um to them but this year that all changes the nba has announced six new trophies to be awarded for the key uh, performance award winners um starting with our honoring nba legends wilt chamberlain for the rookie of the year award uh john havlicek for the sixth man of the year award the michael jordan trophy for the mvp the George Mikan for the uh, player are the most improved player award. Uh, the Hakeem Olajuwon trophy for the defensive player of the year. And I think this is honestly a new one. I don't think I've ever heard of this uh, being an actual trophy presented to anybody. But um, this year, looks like they're going to have a clutch player of the year award. Uh, and it's going to be called a Jerry West, who was called Mr. Clutch um, back in his NBA tenure. Uh, Brian, if you look at all this, uh, I think these are some of the better, best mm -hmm. players to be, you know, named for these trophies, especially Michael Jordan for the MVP, um, Bolt Chamberlain for the Rookie of the Year because, you know, his rookie season was one of the better ones. Um, mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure in this rookie year, he was the one that scored 100 points for the Philadelphia 76ers back in the day. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with Akeem Olajuwon with Defensive Player of the Year, but honestly, the one I do like the most being called um, Jerry West for the Clutch Player of the Year award. Um, yeah, I think that one's a nice touch. Um, it is. Michael Jordan obviously deserves the MVP one. I mean, um, <clears throat> you know, I would have laughed if... Obviously, it wasn't going to be named the LeBron Trophy, but if it did, could you imagine the backlash... For that because I mean LeBron's won as many MVPs as Jordan right but it would be a lot of backlash it probably still is because you know the people that like LeBron think he's better than Jordan um the people that like Jordan think he's the greatest you know and he very well yep. is but um only fair that it's named after Michael <clears throat> it is so, uh, I'm great. I'm honestly grateful that the NBA has decided to you know, honor all these great players with um, trophies named after them to give to the players this year. So it's a nice touch by the NBA. And um, if anybody hasn't um, gone to the NBA Hall of Fame, or not the NBA uh, Basketball Hall of Fame, it's it's a mm. pretty cool place. I mean, pretty small for what it is. But 
definitely worth it in Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, so I'm going to kind of go right into my second takeaway. Um, a familiar face is now back in Buffalo. Um, after you know three years with the team, he is back with the Bills on the practice squad for now. Um, could very well soon get elevated to the 53-man roster. Um, ultimately, I have no idea who would replace who he would replace to be to be delegated to the the, the practice squad. I would think Shakir would probably be the one that he would replace um, to be on the 53-man roster. But uh, I really do think he's going to be somebody that can help the slot game for the Bills. Um, nothing against Isaiah McKenzie, but he's not all that great of a slot receiver for the Bills offense. And apparently Josh Allen has admitted that because of um, Cole Beasley not being on a team, the team hasn't really ex- executed a lot of plays because of him no longer being on the team. Well, now that he's back, um, I think that spark on offense mm-hmm. is going to be a lot better there. And from the videos I saw, it's almost like the 33-year-old Cole Beasley hasn't lost a step. This man is just truly like a great slot receiver. It's insane how good he is in the slot. Um, I, I think that he's somebody that can definitely help the Bills out big time because he just brings a different level, a different energy, a different um, factor to that offense that I think the Bills have been missing all year. I could agree. Um, you know, I know many people wanted Odell Beckham. Um, now we're not sure if he's going to play at all this year. Um, that rumor's been going right. around. Um, you know, the Cowboys signed um, T.Y. Hilton this week. So I know that both teams have kind of said they're still not ruling out Odell. But mm-hmm. you got to imagine that, you know, the action kind of speaks louder than the words here. I think, honestly, those two teams just don't see um, Odell, you know, coming off of injury as a guy who could lead them into the Super Bowl. Right. You know. Um, I don't want to talk much about T.Y. I actually thought about it just now, but as far as Cole Beasley, you know, he fully understands that offense, which is good. Um, him and Josh right. Allen already have a chemistry together. Um, I think definitely it helps the Bills' offense. But, you know, him kind of being semi-retired this year, how much mm. of that, you know, is he going to be in that game's shape that he was in last time he was in Buffalo? I just don't see that happening. Um, so, I don't know. I feel like it helps. I, I'm not going to say it hurts. Any help is good help. Um, but, right. you know, I, I just don't know if I'm going to get sold and say, you know, this is the piece that gets them there. You know, it, 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 if somebody told me that, uh, you know, in like a few years' time, that Buffalo would have all the receivers that like helped them for those four seasons... You know, John Brown, Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and Isaiah McKenzie. I would probably tell you, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. Well, it, it's a reality. All five of those players are all on one team, and it's kind of crazy to think about 
I mean, John Brown, yeah, he's there, but he hasn't really done much ever since getting signed to the team and getting elevated. Um, personally, who knows what could happen. I mean, I would like to see that offense do well. I mean, I know that they haven't, you know, ruled out Odell, but I ultimately do think that he's going to be waiting until next year. I think he's going to be the top free agent, if anything, but... Mm. Again, who knows? Um, so getting on to, you know, still with the Buffalo Bills, heading into the, the third and last takeaway for myself. Um, the Buff, You know, we were there for this game. Um, if anybody who does want to see um, us attempting to put our buddy through the table, um, they, can, they can watch it. They can text me, do whatever they want to, or I can probably put on social media very soon if anybody really truly wants to watch our debacle there <laughs> um but again it was good times i mean there was a lot of drinking there was that you know going through the table there was the game itself which was awesome i mean we were pretty close to the the field uh second closest that i've been to the field um I, i've been a lot closer than that but ultimately that was a great um it was a great experience game itself was kind of meh. <laughs> I mean, Buffalo didn't score till almost damn near the end of the second quarter. But ultimately... do it on our end. <clears throat> no, I mean, there was only the... Yeah, they didn't score at all. We had the and Jets touchdown, be, and then we had a Bills field goal. It, it's funny because even when um, Daniel and I... That one year, and you know, when it was Josh Allen's first year, um, we went to the Week 17 game, uh, where it was like 49 to 17 or something like that. Mm. Um, there was no offense for the Bills over and on on our side that much at all. It was all on the other side, mm-hmm. and the funny thing is. We were sitting not uh, tunnel side, so they scored all on the tunnel side, and not on really our side at all. So, and then this year, you know, we were in tunnel side, and they score on, and they're and they're scoring all on the other side. Like, damn, like we just get no luck. You know, when we sit close, then we you know get don't get the action really on our side at all, and it sucks. But it's all right. I mean. The Bills did do get the win, twenty to twelve. Um, ultimately, this was a very defensive-like game. Both offenses didn't play that well at all. Absolutely, and <clears throat> I think the atmosphere was a lot more fun than the game um, itself. Um, I'm not gonna lie when I say we all had a little too much to drink. Um, but yeah, it was it was fun. Um, you know, minus the parking at the end, but hey, you know. It's all right. Um, you know, but getting to see um, Mike White up close, getting to see Josh Allen up close, I think that was a lot of fun. Um, we were right behind the stampede, too, which was I know. I, I was quite shocked. <laughs> this should have been a tinkle on this nominee as well. Um, we actually got fans in our section to cheer um, J E T S suck suck suck. So, yeah. Sorry, Jets fans, fun. but we had a ball <laughs> with that. That was that was awesome. Um, um but ultimately, um, 
if, if, if there's anything about Buffalo that might help them out for the rest of the year and winning a lot of games, you know what they say, defense wins championships. And if that's what ultimately helps the Bills win a lot of these games, then I'm all for it. I mean, look at the 20, for instance, look at the 2015 Denver Broncos. Their offense wasn't that great, but their defense helped them win that championship that year. I wouldn't say the Bills' offense is as bad as that, but I would say no, that, probably you know, not. But they they definitely needed the help. Um, Cole Beasley will be some help, um, but you know the defense itself. I mean, they did pretty well. Um, obviously, the Jets have built quite a defense over there. I mean, Sauce is definitely going to be a top five corner in a few years. You know, Austin really sorry, do you know, that game at all i mean you know sorry look i mean as a bills fan i know it's gonna be hard to admit but sauce is gonna be a top five corner i mean he could very well be a derogate with 2.0 it's already starting out that way that's the fun part but you know time nobody was getting past Rebus island there (laughs) so Time will tell, but, man, um, I didn't think, I obviously didn't think the Jets were going to sweep them, but the Jets, you know, they definitely proved they're not out of this. This could, they're definitely going to be in play for one of those wild cards. Um, Time will tell. Time will definitely tell. But. Not much else on my end to comment on that game. It was just a good game. It was a good game. It was a good, fun experience. But ultimately, um, I'm going to send it to Brian's way, and he can start off All his right. takeaways. Chargers and Dolphins. I was ready to write them off last week, and every week I'm ready to write them off, and then they come back and pull this out of their behinds. Um, the Chargers beat the Dolphins on Sunday night, 23-17. to um, The Chargers also moved into the number 7 seed in the AFC after that win. Um, you know, and Herbert looked good. He looked really good for once in that game. And, of course, um, I guess you know, what happens when you have your two top receivers yeah. healthy. And I didn't expect this. I mean, we both picked the Dolphins last week. If you recall, mm-hmm. um, I'm pretty sure, and I fully expected a Dolphins win because not just the injuries, but you know, just Herbert hadn't looked good all year, or hasn't looked like you know the top five quarterback that everybody pins him as. Um, you know, there were comparisons to Philip Rivers. Then he gets Keenan Allen, Mike Williams back, an early Christmas present, pulls off that win. Um, and suddenly he's the big hero again. He's no longer the social media quarterback. Meanwhile, Tua looks like the guy who's the social media quarterback. So, oh, is for a team like the Dolphins, they gotta stop being so cocky right now. They really do. Just because you have Tyreek Hill doesn't mean your coach needs to like troll teams. Yeah. And let me tell you something: they better. You know, if, if anything, they're doing a lot more talking than the Buffalo Bills are. 
Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills are going to leave the talking to the field. Mm-hmm. Dolphins control and talk all they want, but when they get to that game, the 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 the, the talking is going to be done on the field. And, mm-hmm. and Buffalo has gotten trolled before in the past and burned teams. Yeah. In terms, I mean, for instance, for instance, what about you know what Juju Smith Schuster and the Pittsburgh Steelers talking all that shit. You know, and everything like that, with everything he did, and then what happened? Buffalo burned the Steelers and shut down Juju Smith-Schuster. So I hate to say it, Buffalo has been accounted for the burning teams that trolled them in the past. So, in terms of the Chargers, though, um, I will say it was an impressive win. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I. I do think that the Chargers, if they can keep this up and keep guys healthy, Brian, I honestly think that they could this very well me, into the postseason. I said it earlier this year. It, it It's playoffs or bust. They're mm-hmm. like on the cusp of it, and I don't like that because I think this is a team that should have, you know, should have, could have, would have competed with the Chiefs had they been healthy. Um. You know, they should, shoulda, coulda, and would have been there if it wasn't for all that. Now, uh, you know, Herbert still, you know, got a lot to prove if he's going to make the money. Um, but I think, you know, the fifth-year options is a plan. The other reason I didn't see the Chargers pulling this one out, Derwin James was out of the game with an injury. Now, had right. Derwin played... I would have given the edge to the Chargers probably only because Derwin James is that game changer in the secondary, okay? You know, he may not have the speed to keep up with Tyreek. He might, you know, he'd probably be guarding Gusecki all night. But what I would have expected is if he's deep in coverage, you know, waiting on Tyreek, Tyreek's not getting by him. Let me just put it that way. I don't care how crafty Tyreek Hill is. Um, there's very few wide receivers who can actually get by Derwin James. That's how <laughs> strong he is. I mean, like, when they get the catch, like, they're not getting by him. So, you know, it was a big downside to not have Derwin but the fact that we pulled that out is impressive of course we got the Titans later today um I picked the Chargers yesterday but I just don't know um you know still like I'm still gonna be cautiously optimistic I mean I get the Dolphins are a good team um we definitely you know I got a quality win um now it's just about keeping it rolling, and that's something we haven't done this year and we haven't done in recent years. we got to keep that momentum rolling if we're going to be that team that's going to be, you know, in the playoffs and could potentially play Cinderella in the playoffs. Right. So um, we'll see what happens there. Um, but, man, I got a lot of hockey news today. Um, so this one I think is really good. Um, you know, whether you watch hockey or not, you know who Alex Ovechkin is and Alex Ovechkin on Tuesday night got quite a big milestone. He got his 800th career goal. 
in a hat trick on Tuesday night. Um, of course, his 800th goal puts him 94 away from the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Um, and after the game, Alex Ovechkin came out and trademarked the great chase. Okay, GR8, the GR8 chase, which is, of course, to, you know, point out that he is chasing Wayne Gretzky's record for all-time goals in the NHL. Um, so there's one thing, though, that could prevent Alex Ovechkin from reaching that milestone. And a hint, he's 37 years old. Okay. Now, if he's still playing at a good level, he could probably, you know, play for a few more years and then be able to possibly, you know, break it. But it, it's it's going to be tough because he is, you know, age is definitely yeah. a playing a factor on him, and eight, you know, he, age is creeping up on him. He did just uh, turn thirty-seven, by the way. Um, it's not like he's going to be thirty-eight mid-season, but thirty-seven right. still. Not that a year makes a difference in this case. Um, you know, <clears throat> see, Yarmir Yager played for so many years, so um, I think Ovechkin can catch him. I'm going to be honest. Um you know, we talked about earlier this year, Albert Pujols chasing 700. Um, you know, Albert Pujols did move into, I believe, the top five or the top three in home run hitting. Um, mm -hmm. So, I feel like, you know, we're turning the corner where, you know, Five, ten years ago, we would have said, well, he's 37 years old. He's going to retire soon, right? And I feel like Brady has changed the game for everybody. You know, exclude his divorce, but, you know, he's kind of changed the game, you know, across sports where now we can't really rule out the 37-year-old. You know, right. in... IndyCar, we couldn't rule out the 46-year-old from winning the Indianapolis 500. Um, you know, it seems we've turned a corner where we look at age and we're like, he's old, it's going to be history, but we're not surprised. Right. So. They're just proving age is just a number at this point. I mean... And, again, credit, you know, not just the dietitians. Of course, everyone knows my thoughts on vegan diets. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry if there's any vegans out there. But, um, you know, um, sorry if there are any vegans out there. Okay, I should really <laughs> stop. We're going to get in trouble. But... Um, you know, but there's that, you know, exercise science, there's been so many, you know, improvements, um, so many, um, research, so much research done. So, you know, I think he's going to get there. I really think he's going to get there. But, all right. Other news in the NHL. Now, 
before I say what I'm going to say, let me just add, going to the NBA, of course, I've been very vocal against the play-in tournament, and I still am. I still think, you know, if after 82 games you can't determine who's in the playoffs of the 16 teams, you just should reevaluate how you conduct your league. Um, and I'm sorry, I'm going to maintain that from now until this thing either comes to an end or the next stupid thing that they roll out, or just sports in general rolls out. Because, you know, next will probably be the NFL with its, you know, with like a play-in tournament. But the NHL is now expanding their season. And that's why I say this. So technically the NBA season is 84 games with the play-in tournament. If you're lucky, it's 83-84 games. So now the NHL has exp is looking to expand. It's not official yet, as I'm throwing stuff, but the <laughs> NHL is thinking of expanding from 82 to 84 games. Now, this wouldn't be to, you know, add to the playoffs. This wouldn't be to, you know, an in-season tournament. You know, it wouldn't be any of that. No, no. This is just adding this two is, more games. It's that two more games. Yeah. So, of course, the NHL, keep in mind, has two more teams on the NBA. Okay. So, the NHL has 32 teams. With Vegas and with Seattle being the most recent additions to the league. Um, so, essentially, you've lost two games against... Um, you know, whoever, you know, more, more than likely, you know, East versus West. So the reason why the NHL is considering it is to add more regional rivalries, maybe not interdivisional, but just more regional rivalries in general during the season. So again, the NBA has not had an expansion in years. Um, whereas the NHL in the last 10 have added two teams. So that is why I like this a little bit better than I like, you know, say if the NBA were to expand it. Because mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, when you added two teams, it, it definitely changes how the schedule's written. Um, it definitely changes, you know, because obviously you're not going to take those divisional games away. You're not going to take those conference games away. It's going to impact East versus West at the end of the day. So I feel like if you can do anything to get those matchups back, you should do it. And ultimately, by game 82, game 80, 81, things are already determined. So... You know, maybe it determines a spot or two. But what is our, you know, what I'm getting at is what's determined is the teams that are in the playoffs. The 16 teams generally are determined by game 79 or 80. You know, maybe there will be some that go down to game 84. But, you know, for the most part, you have the general idea of who's going to be in. Um, 
So in terms of the playoffs, I don't think it'll have an impact. Um, but I think definitely from the entertainment aspect, um, in terms of getting those games back that we lost with the two expansion teams, I think it's only right. You know, I think it's the only right thing to do unless you modify it to some wacky, like, baseball sort of schedule where you play, you know, out of conference once every, or out of league every, you know, couple years you play this team or you play that team. So. Right. I like it. That's the verdict. You know. Um, it's something innovative and creative i mean yeah it's a couple more games onto the season but but again i mean in reality if you go back you know six seven years or before the vegas golden knights were founded you're essentially going back to what it was before that and even before seattle So, you know, it's, like I said, I think it's making up for, you know, the addition of those two teams. And I think that's what's very important to note there. And I think that's just important for the league to get those games back. You know, because maybe we'll see, you know. I don't know how many times Colorado and Buffalo play or Colorado and Tampa play each other this year, but maybe that's the second game right there where it's the rematch between the Stanley Cup. You know, maybe it's that matchup that could very well be the Stanley Cup that now we get twice a year and it's not determined once and say, you know, oh, well, so-and-so was injured or so-and-so was scratched from the lineup. So, how could you judge on that? Now, there's two opportunities on two different, you know, or, or in two different arenas. So, um, mm-hmm. you said innovative. I think, you know, it's, I, I, I think it's good compensation. I think that's the term I want to use there. Good compensation. Um, of course, I'm sure it's going to have to go through the PA um, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Of course, we're probably a while away from knowing for sure. Um, but good to see nonetheless. Um, but I think that's all I got for this. Let's take our break. And when we come back, we'll talk, um, college football, some NFL news, and then we'll have Tinkle on this all coming your way right after the break here on Sunday Morning Tinkle. Well, Drew Brees is back to football, um, and not in the way that, well, maybe in the way that many of you thought he would be. Um, you know, of course, we know the analyst thing didn't work out for him. Um, right. He is now with his alma mater. He will be the off- interim offensive assistant at Purdue University, of course. Drew Brees, a former Purdue quarterback, um, you know, Like I said, he tried the analyst thing. It just didn't work out for him. So I guess this is good, honestly. I I think this is a good fit for him. He's got a high IQ. Um, You know, he could definitely make a good coach one day. 
Um, he certainly could. Uh, I, I think this is definitely a good start for him. Um, they get into, you know, coaching. I think that he has a lot that he can offer to Purdue as an offensive assistant. Um, ultimately, he, he can always, you know, really, you know, use his NFL um, knowledge and terminology and stuff like that to really help out a college team. Possibly play really well. He can also pair up with the head coach too, and you know, come up with nice offensive uh, game plans going forward. So I think this is a good opportunity for Drew Brees to learn. Um, and who knows? He could if he could, he could end up being a head coach at Purdue, and then it could lead into him getting a head coaching gig in the NFL. So it would be cool. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Maybe the Texans will fire Lovey Smith this week, and then he could be the head coach of the Houston Texans. Just saying, just throwing that one out there. <laughs> he could. I mean, hashtag Jeff Saturday. Okay. Hashtag worst hire ever. Oh man, but it's a good role for him. I will admit. Um, another good role for somebody else, um, Mister Irrelevant. I think has become. Mr. Relevant at this point. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the last, what, three um, weeks for Brock Purdy have looked really good. Yeah. Um, um, beat down a 45-year-old man who's been in the league longer than he's been alive. He's been alive, I know. Um, That's insane. You know, he beat him down. Um, then this week he takes down Geno Smith to win the NFC West title. So... It, I've meant to finish typing this question. I got so distracted. Um, is Mr. Relevant, is Brock Purdy the answer for the 49ers? Is he the right guy to be the QB1, you know, at the moment? Well, definitely for the rest of the year, they kind of have no choice. But, yeah, I think he's the right guy. Um, if he can keep this going, who knows? They could have a deep playoff run. Man. If he keeps playing like this, now Trey Lance is going to be the starter. We already know he's going back and he will be the starter next year when healthy. Right. But <clears throat> maybe but he better just be maybe. Because if he goes down with injury again, Brock Purdy could ultimately just you know help well, his team we know into the future too. We know Brock will be the backup, but if he keeps playing like this and say Trey Lance does unfortunately go down with injury next year and Purdy leads this team all the way, now it's a question of, oh man, is Brock Purdy our guy? You know, it becomes, is Brock Purdy the man? I don't want to skip that far ahead, but certainly next year he's going to be a very worthy backup to Trey Lance. Oh, I agree. And I really do think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a sought-after um, free agent quarterback heading Jets. into the next season, too. I'm telling so, you, the Jets, I'm calling it. It makes a lot of sense. Robert Sala, <laughs> um, San Fran connection. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking of one of two things. I, I, I could either see him winding up back with his... Um, former offensive coordinator in, you know, Mike McDaniel. Hmm. Somehow 
backing up Tua or something like that, or him starting possibly on the Jets or mm. you know somewhere else that needs a quarterback needy um, is a you know is going to be a quarterback needy team. Mm-hmm. And so, the Jets, the Jets are really that team that are just one quarterback away from being. You know, they're a good quarterback away from being a team that could battle for a wild card. Maybe just maybe the division, but I think mm-hmm. that's a bit of a long shot. Right. Um, <clears throat> but I think a good quarterback puts them in that race. Um, well, ultimately, it, who knows? Like, oh. But for. Um. Sam San Fran. I was gonna say, well about New Orleans. New Orleans could be in that discussion for Jimmy Garoppolo too. I mean It's gonna be a good quarterback free agency regardless, because also I'm not sure if you've heard, but since Desmond Ritter is now the quarterback for Marcus Mariota is now Atlanta, basically gone from um, Atlanta. So. Marcus Mariota has been holding out. So now <clears throat> It would appear Marcus Mariota is going to be on the market, maybe as we're talking right now. Um, so, should have brought that up this week, but um, two sought-after quarterbacks. Um, you know, maybe Brock Purdy could be on the trade block. I was going to say if he keeps uh, playing this game. Yeah. Carolina's also going to be a team that's going to probably need a quarterback too. So they're they're definitely not a, you know they're the option that you know could go after like a Jimmy Garoppolo as well too. So I mean there's definitely teams that are going to try to make the push for Jimmy G. So I, I wouldn't shock if you know the Jets. You know, the the sad part is the Commanders will probably be in a race too for another quarterback. Even yeah, though, probably. even though they've got Taylor Heineke, and I think he's proven more than or time and time again that he's the quarterback for this job. But you know, hey, let's keep going after Carson Wentz. Um, no offense to Alex Smith; he was the guy for this roster. But you know, then they go Carson Wentz, then they go Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, how many times is he going to just teach him this lesson? Just saying. But, um... Yeah, it's super sad. But, you know, for Mr. Yeah. Relevant, for Brock Purdy, I hope he continues it. Um, he's definitely proving that he's, you know, the quarterback, you know, not necessarily for the future, but I think he's proving that... San Fran's going to have a really good quarterback situation on their hands, you know, in terms of they have two capable guys possibly next year of Mm -hmm. being that starter, being that guy. Um, I could see for San Fran heading into next season that, like, if they do keep Brock Purdy, I think he'll start the season as a starter. But once Trey Lance is actually, you know, fully healthy and back and, and and ready to actually go back out there, it wouldn't jock me if he t- gets the nod over Brock Purdy. Unless Brock Purdy, you know, has a really good, you know, training camp, a really good, 
you know, start to the season, then it's going to be tough. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but with that, um, I think it's time for Tinkle on this. I'll yeah. Do the honors. You know, you usually go to, you know, sporting events and 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 usually the wave is you know one of the top things that happen these fans must have been bored when their team was up real big celebrating in any way shape or form but you never usually see the players doing the wave with you know the fans and just so happens that the grizzlies bench while the bucks you know the milwaukee bucks were taking free throws with a little over five minutes left and up over 50 points in this at this point i never would have thought the bench would be doing the wave with the fans and it kind of seemed like i mean i don't know if you could take it as they were trolling or just having a good time but it kind of seems like a big troll to the Bucks, like, hey, you know, we're all big. Let's just, you know, we don't need to out. focus anymore. We don't need um, to focus. We can have fun with our fans who who are enjoying themselves and kind of bored because this game is well then over at this point. Um, they did ultimately win over forty points. They they won by forty one. It was like one forty two to one hundred one. Which I never would have saw, thought that the Grizzlies would have beaten the Bucks that badly. I would think maybe, if anything, the other way around. But hey, um, but tinkle on this Grizzlies. Yeah. I mean, I get it, big, but damn, you didn't have to like troll the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> oh yeah, tinkle on this to them. Um, unbelievable. Um, I gotta say, honorary mention though. And this one's a personal <laughs> one to you and Marty for <laughs> the botched um, body slam of our friend into that table. So yeah, yeah, whatever. Sorry, sorry. I have to do it. You know, it's part of my job. And um, but with that, speaking of putting people through tables, maybe it's time to talk about what's coming up on No Final Bell this week. Uh, personally, um, you know, Marty's been working quite a lot. I, I want to, I mean, we, we haven't posted a video for this week. I, I do apologize. Um, hopefully we can get back on and actually record the episode for, um, for, ne for next Wednesday. And we're probably not going to this Wednesday. Just schedules and everything have been kind of tough, um, Ultimately, I mean, there was ROH final no uh, final battle where five titles have changed hands. So eventually, we're gonna Marty and I are gonna watch that and talk about that probably on the podcast on as well as you know Dynamite and Rampage. So, yep, I guess I back in the near future, the fans, we've been a little slacking as of late but ultimately marty got a new job working amazon flex so his, his availability and his schedule is you know not 
super the greatest to have to be able to, to do this. I mean, he doesn't have a whole lot of time. So we're going to try to get back on track, but ultimately if we can't, we might have to, I might just have to do the show on my own. Well, we'll see what Which happens. Um, what I, do, but... I, I feel your pain. I mean, granted, I host out of turn four on my own when we get going. So, um, right. of course, that'll be back um, in a couple months. Um, but for no final bell, hopefully you guys will be back soon. Um, you know, real quick, of course, tomorrow begins... Hanukkah, as the Adam Sandler song goes, okay, I'm not going to repeat that here. Um, but, you know, um, happy Hanukkah to all of our Hanukkah-observing friends. Um, I also have a programming note for you before we get going. Of course, um, normally we are Sunday morning tinkle. However, next week, due to the Christmas holiday... Um, Jason said his schedule's picking up, um, Marty's schedule picked up, I know, um, my schedule gets a little bit wacky at the end of the week, um, because of the holiday, of course, um, so, and also, we want to enjoy Christmas with our families, so, right, we're gonna try to take midweek, and then, we're going to have it up on Saturday. Now, again, the reason why we're just trying to spend time with our families, get that last bit of Christmas shopping done, you know. And, of course, we know you guys want to spend time with your family, and you guys probably won't be up at 9 a.m. watching our show um, because you'll be unwrapping gifts under the tree, probably like me or a few mimosas in. Um, but nonetheless, um, morning mimosas on Christmas morning. Hey, exactly. Maybe a couple screwdrivers too, but Hey, you know, we'll (laughs) see where the morning takes us. Um, but if anybody um, doesn't know any, what that screwdriver is, it's basically vodka and orange juice. Yes. Um, so we will be on Saturday at 9am Eastern. Um, so, as we were for the picks, we'll have our picks on Saturday. We'll have all the news. Um, then going forward, because there's going to be a lot of Saturday games, basically anytime the NFL does Saturday games, we'll have our picks on Saturday, the show on Sunday. So, for the audio listeners, just tune in to YouTube on Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern. We'll have our picks every Saturday going forward until the games stop playing on Saturday. Um, then, like I said, just next week is the big change because of Christmas Day falling on a Sunday. Um, we will be right. back to Sunday for New Year's Day, though. So, just this Saturday, be sure to tune in. Um, it'll be Saturday morning tinkle as opposed to Sunday morning tinkle, but we hope you'll see it. We'll see you then. Um, Until Saturday. Goodbye, everyone.